Welcome to Learning How to Fight Spiritual Warfare with Dr. James Turner and Evangelist Josephine Turner. Our world is in big trouble and we are in it up to our souls. Be alert because Satan is not done attacking you yet. We need to learn from God's word how to fight the spiritual war that each of us is engaged in today. So let's join our lesson today. Praise the Lord. Let's have prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you, O Lord. Thank you, Father, for blessing us that we're able to assemble ourselves once again for your glory and your honor. Lord, I ask that you would use us, Father, that we might be able to communicate your word to somebody might feed. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. going to ask if Evangelist Turner would read. Amen. Matthews. Uh, 24, 24 through 25. And if she will read Ephesians 6, 10 through 20. Amen. Matthew chapter 24, verse 24 reads, For there shall arise false prophets, false Christs, I'm sorry, and false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders, inasmuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Verse 25, Behold, I have told you before. Amen. Ephesians 6, starting at verse 10. And it says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching there unto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints, and for me, that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly and make known the mystery of the gospel. Last verse 20, for which I am an ambassador in bonds, that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Amen. Amen. That is easier said than done. Uh, people tend not to want to hear the truth. They want the word watered down where the, the meaning, the intentional meaning, meaning of the word uh, doesn't quite come up to it. They want you to 
feel free to sin and realize that God understands that you're going to sin. And this is way, this way they justify your sins. One thing as born-again Christians I feel that we need to do, and that is, praise God, that is repent. Examine yourself. Ask God if you are pleasing to him. And I don't mean just uh, every once in a while, but I mean uh, on a daily basis, uh, in your prayers at night, uh, before you get into bed or while you're sitting up meditating, ask God to forgive your sins, if any. But ask God to remember, Lord, that you are frail and that you are human and and that there's some things that you may not may fall fail in, but know that God is able to forgive, but you need to be conscious about repentance and what it means to you, what it means to all born-again Christians. You have to continue to check yourself on a daily basis. You should never take your salvation for granted. Even though Christ came and he died for our sins, he allowed himself to be crucified as a uh, bounty, uh, as a sheep uh, that was needed to pay the price. He allowed himself to do this for us. We need to keep in mind and be grateful to our big brother. We thank you, Lord, for being so loving. We thank you, Lord, for sacrificing yourself that we might be purchased with that price that you paid. Thank you, Lord. Give thanks to God. Give thanks to Jesus. Give thanks to the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Trinity. Thank you for working in our behalf. Thank you, Lord. Do not take your salvation for granted. Continue to pray. Continue to to block out things that might come in and cause you to move in a different direction uh, that you're accustomed to. Continue to pray. The devil wants you to take your salvation for granted. And just because you have repented and you believe in your heart and you've confessed with your mouth. Now, the devil will lead you to believe. Actually, that's all you need to do the rest of your life. I'm talking about this one time. Confess with your mouth, believe in your heart that Jesus is the Son of God. We need to believe that that is the beginning. But we need to repeat those thoughts in our heart on a daily basis. Satan has been watching us, mankind, for many, many thousands of years. And he doesn't forget. Repent. We'll send the devil running in a different direction, but temporarily. 
The devil will come back and check you out and see if you were as strong today as you were yesterday. And then he will put temptations in your way. Hopefully that you will be weak enough to fall under these temptations. You have to really realize that the war is on and is never over until you die. When the breath has left you, when the spirit has gone back to God, when the flesh that the spirit lived in, when the flesh, amen, has gone back to dust, then whatever condition you were then, you're going to be all right thereafter. But until then, fight the good fight. Fight the good fight on a daily basis. You know, uh, I'd like to say something. My pet, my dad, at 102, passed. I think the 28th of last month. He uh, learned that repentance was so important. He went back into his life and searched himself and things that he'd done that was wrong, things that he said that was wrong, people that he had harmed and realized, uh, whether he realized it or not, he asked forgiveness. This is with what we are supposed to do in our lifetime. Search ourselves. There was a song that my mother used to sing, and it was like, search me, Lord. And if you find anything that shouldn't be, take it out and strengthen me. For I want to be saved. <laughs> I want to be saved, Lord. Help me. Strengthen me. Lord, I ask forgiveness for all that I've done. You know, you know, my mother couldn't read, but she was very smart. She knew God. And she had some difficulties academically. But she remembered that God was able to fix anything. And if God decided that he was not going to fix the problem, he would compensate you for the problem that you're having. He, she knew that. She knew that. Even though she couldn't read the instructions on the machine in order to perform the job, she had enough intelligence to tell the employer if you'll just let me watch them for a while, I can do that. And I will do it better than they're doing it. <laughs> you know, she had that much confidence in herself, even though she couldn't read the instructions on the machine. But I thank God. You know, I had the same problem, but, you know, she would teach me, just pray, James, God will help you. God will fix it. God is able to make wrong, right, and right, wrong. God is able to do whatever. He is God. He is the creator. 
<laughs> Amen. As I was saying before, my dad, he didn't have those academic problems, but he had a lot of fleshly problems. But the Lord let him live 102 years because, I believe, because he was a good man at heart. Even with all of his frailties, if you had a problem and you called on Charles Turner to come to your aid, whether it's to help turn your wife or help turn your husband or go shopping for you, he, he would be there. And, and, and the Bible tells us that if we love our parents as we should and if we honor them as we should, it would, God will bless you with a long life. He must have been honoring his mom or his dad for many years because he had a nice long life. And you know what? He transitioned out peacefully. He, 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 trans, he, he passed on from this life to the next life peacefully. There was no long, paining, groaning period of fighting seemingly to try to hold on. No. You know, he loved this little dog that my uh, stepsister had, and she would bring the dog around, and the dog, the dog just seemed to love him. And before he passed, he was remembering the, the relationship that he had with the dog. <laughs> and, and he remembered, amen, how the dog was just all over him. And, and he talked to the nurse about the dog, you know. And, and my dad just, he, he, you know, he was, he was enjoying the, just the conversation of talking about my stepsister's dog, you know, and how the dog seemed to love him so much and how he seemed to love the dog. You know, and he was talking to the nurse about it, and he just, well, I'm tired in that manner. You know, and he just turned over and transitioned right on out of here. No pain, no groaning, no mourning. It was just like, thank you, Lord, for being so good to me. Thank you, Lord, for being so good to me. My dad just passed on from this life to the next life with no problem. You know, I've been praying for a long time, for about at least 40-plus years, when I really understood what was going on around me, that, Lord, don't let me suffer. Don't allow me to become down with Alzheimer's or, or any kind of disease, Lord, that I don't even know that I'm even living. You know, I have seen people in some nursing homes and other situations where that the people actually were praying or being prayed for and being fed because they weren't capable of feeding themselves. They weren't able to clean themselves, go to the bathroom. And I said, Lord, don't let this happen to me. Lord, when my time come, 
let me just pass from this life into the next life. Lord, don't allow me to suffer like this where I don't know who's feeding me or why they're feeding me. Don't let this, these things happen to me, that my mind is so, uh, uh, that I don't understand that I'm even living. Lord, don't let this happen to me. I prayed this prayer for many years. I guess my dad prayed the prayer too, but whether he prayed the prayer or not, God blessed him to transition from this life into the next life with hardly, seemingly hardly any effort. But he was a good man. I'm not saying he was without fault. I'm not saying that he didn't need to pray and repent for things that he did, because I know he did. He, 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 I could hear him repent and he, to, to the point where he asked God, well, Lord, if there's anything that I've done, forgive me. I think uh, three weeks ago, uh, before he passed, we were paying homage to Pope Benedict II. And uh, he prayed the prayer as well. He prayed the prayer of repentance. He asked God to bless him and forgive him for anything that he had done wrong. He asked people that if he'd done anything wrong or if he'd hurt, hurt anybody that he's not aware of, that he asked repentance, he asked forgiveness. I thought that was great. I thought that was great. He asked God to forgive him for his shortcomings, because there's going to come a time in your life and in my life, we're going to have to stand before God and give an account for ourselves. So this Pope Benedict, before he passed on, he was verbally asking God and anyone else that, 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 that he may have harmed. And anyway, he asked him, forgive me, brother. Forgive me, sister. Oh, Lord, if I come up short in any way, forgive me, Lord. Oh, man. Now, my dad didn't do that in my presence. But I've heard him do these same things or say these same things before he left, he, he verbally asked God to forgive him. Like that song, Search Me, Lord. And if I've done anything, there shouldn't be. Take it away, Lord. Take it out and strengthen me. You understand? Now, this your salvation, your soul, is the most precious Thing about you. That is the part that's going to live on after the flesh has gone back to the dust. That is the part that's going to have to stand before God and give an account for itself. I ask you to ask the Lord to forgive you sincerely from your heart. Don't think 
Don't ever get the mind that I've never done anything wrong. Because according to the word of God, we've all sinned and come short. But if you repent, whatever you area you were short in, God will forgive you. Repent honestly from the heart. Lord, forgive me, Lord. Forgive me. They have these, some preachers today, that refuse to talk about sin, refuse to talk about a place that you could go to that is not very pleasant. It's called hell, a place of torment. You don't want to go there. You don't want to go there. But they, the preachers, for some reason, hold back what is possible for you if you come short of the glory of God. Preachers need to tell you if you come short what the possibilities are for you if you don't repent. Repent. Don't have so much pride that you got so much pride that you can't say, Lord, forgive me. Or you can't go to your friend that you know you were wrong in what you did or what you said to him or her. And you just cannot bring yourself to go back and say, brother, sister, I was wrong in what I said. I was wrong in what I did. Please forgive me. It would be wonderful if they would say, Brother, I forgive you. It would be wonderful if they say, Sister, I forgive you. But if you've gone to them and said, Brother or sister, forgive me, whether they forgive you or not, it is forgiven by God. And that's really where it counts. You hear me? That's really where it counts. You know, they got people today. They can do the bad things to you. And they'll come back and they'll buy you an apple. Just give it to you. What's this for? Oh, just something I'm giving you. Or they'll bring you a sandwich. Or they'll do something nice for you. But they won't say, brother, forgive me for what I said to you. They knew they were wrong. But pride will not allow them to say, I have wronged you. Whatever I've done, not whatever I've done, that sin that I committed, forgive me for it. They won't do that. They would rather buy you a hamburger or take you out to lunch. So what, what's, what's happened? Have they gotten forgiveness? No. Because they had too much pride to say, forgive me. Now, there's circumstances that might arise that you can't go back to the person and apologize to. Hey, you might be in Texas now, but the sin that you committed was back in Indiana. You know, the, the guy or the lady probably is dead now. Or you don't know where they are. But the things you can do, accounts that you can give an account for, give that account. Lord, forgive me. 
forgive me. And I'm asking this. I'm asking this. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Thank you for listening to Learning How to Fight Spiritual Warfare with Dr. James Turner and Evangelist Josephine Turner of First Non-Denominational Church of the Lord Jesus Christ located in Rosharon, Texas, 77583. It is our prayer that you will gain more spiritual knowledge from the Word of God and learn how to stay free from the strongholds of evil that come against you in your life. We welcome your tax-deductible donations sent to First Non-Denominational Church of the Lord Jesus Christ, located at 900 Long Street, Rosharon, Texas, 77583. That's First Non-Denominational Church of the Lord Jesus Christ, located at 900 Long Street, Rosharon, Texas. Our cash app, dollar sign FND Church. Again, cash app, dollar sign FND Church. You can also email Dr. Turner at turnerman at yahoo.com. Turnerman at yahoo.com. Thank you.